0: I'm Sid And I'm Jess. And, and this, this is, is the Book Boyfriend Project. I <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. This is our third episode of the night. Um, We're feeling it. <laughs> yeah. It's also been like almost
2: a month since we recorded.
1: Oh, yeah. It's been quite a while. Mm, like we recorded a couple of episodes. Yes. Like Sunday. Yeah. Saturday. Something. Yeah. But like
0: still getting back into the swing of things. Yes.
1: Happy uh. Season 2! We are so excited to finally kick off Season 2. We had a really good break. hmm Feeling refreshed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really going to chat about, like, how Season 2 is going to differ from the first season. We did a whole spiel about that in our Season 1 finale-ish episode. Um, so if you guys are kind of looking for upcoming changes, definitely go listen to that one. But today, we are so excited to review From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armantrout i love this book
0: so much i read it before sid started it like i had it finished before sid started it she did um and so a lot of my predictions came true Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um i didn't see one of the kind of ish plot twists coming until like a couple chapters before it happened which I was not upset about. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that there was going to be something, but I didn't guess what this something ended up being
2: mm-hmm.
0: till like, a couple chapters before it was revealed. So that was kind of nice that mm-hmm. it actually... Because the rest of this book, I'm not going to lie, like, I predicted a lot of it.
1: You absolutely did. You are always great with predictions, though.
0: Yeah. Like, I predicted quite a bit of it. Um, So let's jump into the blurb.
1: Yes. So sometimes we start with the blurb sometimes not i just feel like there's a lot of world building in this book that makes a little bit more sense once you view it through the lens of the blurb and plus we have some gripes with the blurb so So
2: many gripes.
1: (laughs) so it starts out with a maiden chosen from birth to usher in a new era poppy's life has never been her own the life of a maiden is solitary never to be touched never to be looked upon never to be spoken to never to experience pleasure Waiting for the day of her ascension, she would rather be with the guards fighting back the evil that took her family than preparing to be found worthy by the gods, but the choice has never been hers. A duty. The entire kingdom's future rests on Poppy's shoulders, something she's not even quite sure she wants for herself, because a maiden has a heart and a soul and longing, and when Hawk, a golden-eyed eagle... A golden eyed guard bound to ensure her ascension enters her life. Destiny and duty become tangled with desire and need. Incites her anger, makes her question
0: everything she believes in, and tempts her with the forbidden. A kingdom, forsaken by the gods and feared by mortals, a fallen kingdom is rising once more, determined to take back what they believe is theirs through violence and vengeance. And as the shadow of those cursed draws closer, the line between what is forbidden and what is right becomes blurred. Poppy is not only on the verge of losing her heart and being found unworthy by the gods, but also her life when every blood-soaked thread that holds her world together begins to
1: unravel. So, it's, like, a great blurb to, like, draw you into the story, but, like, we feel that the maiden is misrepresented in the blurb. Also, one thing to note about this book is that there's, like, a false history, basically. I was,
0: like, I was, like, listening to it, and as I learned more about the history, I'm, like, yeah, this is definitely one of those moments where the victor writes the history yeah like when you're in like i don't know like middle school high school whatever i don't know if your history teachers ever told you but my history teachers were always like there's two sides to every history written
1: yeah
0: and especially with wars it's always the one that wins that gets the history written
1: oh yeah absolutely. and i was
0: like there's totally gonna be a false history like i called it like i don't know i think i was like maybe 25% into this book and I was like yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
0: the victor go the spoils yeah
1: I'm the worst at like making predictions I'm just like along for the ride in the story so I was like this is weird but like maybe Poppy just like doesn't know the full history because that's who we're kind of told the story through yeah so on that note we're gonna start with a little bit of world building um before we hop into the characters and kind of the plot of the story
0: So the history that we really kind of learn is that there is a war of two kingdoms and it's like the war of two kings. And so you have the Solus, which is the kingdom that Poppy is a part of, and you have the Atlanteans. Um... So, when I was writing this, I think I started writing my notes about a quarter, 30, 35% of the way through. I'm like, seems like a victor writes the history situation. Don't believe Atlanteans are as bad as they seem. Mm -hmm. So, Atlanteans are similar to vampires and can create what are called craven or cursed that are similar to them in nature, but are more like a zombie vampire.
1: Mm -hmm. So, like... Let's explain like what an Atlantean is. Like just their physical characteristics, how they're mm-hmm. described.
0: So they are. I think they're almost described as immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, they are handsome. They have increased um, speed and strength, and they only have two fangs on their top, um, like teeth area, mandible
1: jaw.
2: Maybe I don't know your fingers.
1: Isn't it?
0: I have no idea. But their top row of teeth has two fangs and the craven have four, and that's how you tell the difference if it was a craven or an Atlantean
1: bite. Um And they're just they're painted as being like power hungry evil beings, basically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Um, um
0: so the Craven are well, they're humans that were bitten by an Atlantean, um, but they can't make the Craven like them. Um, so, once you are bitten by them, you become cursed and you kind of lose your mind. And the only thing that you care about is drinking blood.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not like other vampires when they're turned and they still um, have like a scrap of themselves. This is not a vampire diary situation. No. This is a you become. A blood-hungry, like, monster. Instead of brains, you want blood.
2: Yeah.
0: You're a zombie vampire. Yeah. Um, it's also believed that they come out of the mist and can be controlled by the Dark One, which is the prince of the Atlantean people. He, and it is considered treasonous to refer to him as a prince. Mm-hmm. Um, by the king and queen, because they are the only true rulers.
1: Obviously, they are also power-hungry.
0: Yep. Um, so Atlanteans used to rule and have the favor favor of the gods, but then the soulless people, which are the humans, revolted, and the gods, tired of the Atlanteans and their immoral ways, and gave the soulless people the, quote-unquote, blessing and turned the first group into the ascended. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And Um, this blessing came in the form of, like, the humans drinking the god's blood. mm -hmm. Which, at that point, like, vampire... Is an Atlantean, or like, how are they different? Mm-hmm. So the
0: ascended are—they're described as having black eyes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Poppy can feel pain, and she can feel emotional pain and physical pain. But when she tries to like feel an ascended, they have like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they stop aging, and they're very fast and strong. Um,
1: yeah, I think just, that's, that's kind of it for them. It seems like mm-hmm. the ascended in this world are made up of the nobility. Mm-hmm. And if you are, is it the f- first and second born mm, of it's nobility? The second born. the second born of nobility, um, you're automatically like put in line to quote unquote ascend. Mm-hmm. And the whole ascension process is talked about a lot in the beginning of the book, but we really have no, like, details concerning, like, what happens within this process or even after this process Mm -hmm. um, for a good chunk of the book.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So the quote-unquote rite was created, which has the third and fourth children turned over to the priests seemingly after birth. Um, My guess is that this rite happens once a year, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter how old the child is, if they are the third or the fourth born, they get turned over during the rite. Um, second children are collected after their 12th or thir- 13th birthday, um, to become ladies or lords-in-wait. That's what makes up the nobility. And they stay in the, um, castles of whatever, like, I don't know, dukedom or whatever mm-hmm. they're in. Um, and they wait to become the Ascended until their 19th birthday, mm-hmm. um, I also think the Ascension happens once a year, and um, it's unclear if only the rich or noble families lose their second-born children, or if it's, like,
1: all of the um, kingdom. That was a little unclear. I think the way that I understood it was just, like, the noble families. Mm-hmm. Their children ascended.
0: Mm-hmm. Because but what... then you also have, like the third and fourth children children of all of the kingdom mm-hmm. gets turned over. Yeah. So that's why I'm a little unclear if the second born gets turned over for like the whole kingdom.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: also like if the whole kingdom is turning over their second born, that's going to create a lot of ascended. True.
1: That's that's kind of So I was like
0: going. I'm not really sure, mm-hmm. but also the ascended cannot have kids. Mm-hmm. Um So like
1: again, like are they vampires?
2: Mhm.
1: Yep.
0: And so copy is only the second maiden.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the Soulless people defeated the Atlanteans and hunted the woven into extinction. Um, the woven are basically werewolves. Yeah. I don't like I haven't seen anything that differs them from werewolves. No. Um, but it's rumored that the Atl- Atlanteans would bond with a woven when they reached maturity and the woven would be the Atlanteans' protector for life.
1: I love that a little um, bit of, like, the lore. I thought that was really cute. Yep.
0: And then the Atlanteans were also hunted, and apparently there's only a few of them left.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So now let's talk about our characters. We're going to leave the rest of the world building and the other side of the history mm-hmm. for until after,
1: like, we get to that part. Yes. So kind of the first couple characters that we start out with are – well, first we start out with Poppy she's our main character yes obviously she is the quote-unquote maiden which i feel like we still don't really have a super clear answer on like what defines the maiden other than like the restrictions put upon her life Mm -hmm. so poppy is an orphan her parents were killed in a craven attack when she was younger um she was actually also attacked by the craven but somehow she miraculously survived and didn't turn um, and so now she's currently living with the Duke and Duchess who we hate very much. You will both- mm-hmm. 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 We hate we hate the Duke. Yeah, we hate the Duke. The Duchess is
0: she's she's just like, nah. Yeah. Like, I don't like her, but like I don't dislike her completely and want her to die.
1: True. Um, So, as the maiden, some of the restrictions that Poppy has are that she's really not allowed to interact with a lot of people and she has to wear a veil anytime she's like outside of her room or in the presence of certain people outside of her like inner circle. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Poppy is not a good maiden. That would make for a very, very boring book.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so, it kind of kicks off with her at this like prostitution house mm-hmm. called the Red Pearl. Which is, like,
0: super cool. All I want to do is, like, see Johnny Depp walk into this place. And it gives me, like, major pirate vibes. That's probably because it has
1: Pearl in the name. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. So Poppy is obviously snuck out to this, like, tavern, and there's gambling, there's prostitution going on, and Poppy's just, like, she has, I think it's described as, like, a domino mask, which I don't really know what that is, so I'm just kind of imagining, like, a classic masquerade mask, mm-hmm. where it just covers, like, her eyes, um, and she's, like, kind of just sitting there and observing, and she's just trying to experience life outside of, like, the castle walls, and suddenly victor who is her um main guard um he's been with her
0: since she came to um whichever dukedom she is currently staying in Mm -hmm. he has taught her how to fight he's like a father to her and he kind of like walks into this like prostitution place, and
1: she's like, um, yeah, I gotta go. I need to leave. Like, I cannot witness this. So, um, there's this, like, fortune teller lady. She's not a fortune teller lady. Um, she's just, like, a
0: lady that's there, mm-hmm. and I think she's dressed like one of the, like, prostitutes. She's mm-hmm. very, like, promiscuous looking into Poppy, mm-hmm. and... This lady gives her directions to go upstairs to this room that she says is empty. So when Poppy gets up there, it's actually hawk that's in there. And <sighs> she's wearing this one maid's, like, cloak. cloak. So he obviously thinks she's the maid for the better part of this, like, interaction. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that she's not the maid. And he, um yeah, they, like kiss, and they're about to, like, start doing some heavy petting, mm. and then, um, Kieran interrupts them,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, because apparently, like, I think their supply has
1: arrived, or, like, yes. backup has arrived, um, something has happened.
0: So, Hawk was supposed to be a rise guard in the capital before he gets transferred to Macedonia um which is where poppy is currently yes which is where poppy is Mm -hmm. um so let's like back up a little bit to before the book starts Mm -hmm. um so we have like poppy and Ian's parents being married the poppy like lives because she's apparently the chosen one and the gods protected her so she's really badly scarred on one side of her body from this attack And she has nightmares. She doesn't sleep very well. And she won't take sleeping aids for fear of being vulnerable. Um, So Poppy recovers in the capital. And at some point between 6 and 18, she's sent to live in Macedonia. Um, Originally, Victor and Haynes are her guards. But Haynes dies the year before the book starts and is replaced with Rylan. Um, And then after Tawny's right, which is her basically like her lady's maid Mm -hmm. um she's also a lady in weight and she is duty bound to be poppy's companion um she calls herself poppy's friend but poppy really doubts whether tawny would be her friend if it wasn't her duty to like be there all the
1: time that really breaks my heart
0: it really does because poppy other than like victor and even with victor she kind of questions it whether or not anyone around her truly cares for her besides, like, her brother Ian. And mm-hmm. we don't see Ian at all during this
1: book. Um, Ian has ascended the year before.
0: Previous, uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So he's, like, off. In the capital. Yeah.
0: Most of the ascended live in the capital from what I can gather from this book.
2: mm
0: mm-hmm. um, So my note near Hawk is that he's going to be the Dark One. Mm-hmm. I'm um, just gonna like throw that little tidbit in
1: there. Yeah. Um, I did not predict. That was not my prediction at all. I was very confused about the dark one. I thought the dark one was like the estranged prince of the ascended human king and queen, but that is not true at all. He's no. the prince of Atlantis or Atlantean. Yes. Whatever.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. So my other um kind of prediction at this point, after reflecting and relooking at my notes, is that the Woman that helps Poppy um, come upon Hawk is the previous maiden. We're not really given a lot of information on the maiden. And the Duchess kind of just says, like, her name was erased from history. And she isn't spoken of. And she, like, did something. And, you know. She's basically disgraced and kind of exiled mm-hmm. from society, or something. And like. exiled from, like, their history. Mm-hmm. So, over the next few chapters, we get to see what life is
1: like for Poppy as the maiden. Mm -hmm. So, she spends a lot of time in her room, which drives Poppy nuts. I feel like she just has this endless appetite to explore and experience life. Um, She spends mornings with Victor doing some training in this hidden, like, gross chamber that no one uses anymore. Um, and every afternoon or every night, she goes to the gardens with Rylan to watch these beautiful roses bloom under the moon. So, not a ton happens, and this part's just kind of explaining Poppy's life in the castle. As we said, she has to wear the veil all the time, which she absolutely hates, and she can't really interact with anyone. Um, so the next big event that happens is a lady in wait is killed. Her name is Melissa. Mm-hmm. Um, she is murdered by what appears to be an Atlantean bite. We said that they have those two fangs, so it was just two holes. And it's also noted that the kill is very clean. Craven killings are very Mm -hmm. messy and sloppy because they're just driven by their desire to kill. There's no calculation there.
0: Yep. There's no real
1: humanity left after they've fully been cursed. Mm -hmm. Um, so... After Melissa is discovered, we meet this lovely character named Lord Mazine. Hate him so much. Like,
2: mm-hmm. so disgusted so... by him.
1: He makes really lewd comments to Poppy. He, like, kind of presses himself up against her. Was literally getting, like, ugh, mm-hmm. chills when I was reading this. And,
0: like, you would think that since she's, like, the maiden, it's at, like, at this point where you see, like, not... All of the Ascended respect her as the Maiden. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of makes you question, like,
1: okay, what do they know that Poppy doesn't yeah.
0: about being the Maiden?
1: And because, you know. Um, up until this point, we've really been led to believe that, like, being the Maiden, against maiden is about, like, living kind of a chaste life. Like, dressing mm-hmm. very modestly. Um, like, she's not allowed to have a lot of contact with other people, like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, if, she, like to me, she's, like, this sacred object that they put on this pedestal that yeah. no one's allowed to touch, no one's allowed to see, no one's allowed to talk to, no one's allowed to really, like, get close to and have this interaction with. Mm-hmm. And Lord mazine kind of takes all of that expectation and throws it out the window by basically sexually harassing her. Yeah. It which was- is
1: disgusting it was very disgusting um and so i think at this point poppy makes some sort of like snide comment to him and he says oh you wouldn't want to have another lesson with With the the duke Duke. and so of course at this point we're like these are not like school lessons lessons. yeah so unfortunately um a little bit later we learn that the duke's lessons are poppy being whipped with this cane. cane And it's, it's like, it would be bad enough if she was just being, like, whipped regularly. But she's, like, forced to strip. And Lord Mazin is present. And he, like, she's, like, holding up the front of her dress to, like, kind of protect, like, a little bit of her modesty. And he just, like, rips it away. And... oh oh mm. Yeah.
0: So, the way that I took this scene was that she wears dresses all of the time. And so, they make her undo the dress in the back. And she's sometimes she's to remove her veil like if her and the duke are alone um and other times like normally when lord mazine is present she doesn't remove the veil um I don't but um it's I, just I, I don't know it's gross um but yeah very
1: uncomfortable it's, in that scene <laughs> it was not it was not nice yeah. um we also learned that these whippings are kind of common knowledge among Poppy's inner circle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Victor knows about them. I'm assuming that Rylan knows about them, too. Tawny definitely knows about them because she helps her apply some sort of salve to her back to mm-hmm. kind of heal the welts after the whipping. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't know. I know it's just, like, kind of how this, like, whole world is set up to where the Ascended have so much power that no one can... Question it or yeah. anything. It just makes me so sad for Poppy. It really does.
0: And so the next big thing that happens is that on one of her and Rylan's garden outings, shortly after the Mazim... I mean, shortly after Melissa is killed, um, a man that we... Later learned to be a wolven, shoots Rylan with an arrow and tries to kidnap Poppy. But she has her dagger that Victor gave her. It's made of bloodstone and um uh I think it's like woven bone. hmm So the blood. Handle. Yeah. So bloodstone is like the only real way that you can kill um an Atlantean or a cursed. Mm-hmm and she's very well trained and manages to wound him instead of being kidnapped. Rylan dies, and he ends up replaced by Hawk. Super suspicious. He is a ride guard, rise guard. He's not like a palace guard. Um, he's not really qualified. Victor's not a fan. Um, So this is this is kind of where we're at with Hawk. Mm-hmm. We also learn that Victor is part of like a group that helps give the cursed or the would-be cursed mm-hmm. um, some dignity. So if someone comes back like from fighting on the rise and has like craven bites or anything, they are supposed to be dragged into the town square and burned alive, like mm-hmm. a like a Salem witch type thing. Yeah. Um, but Victor is part of this group that really helps give them dignity and kind of kills them in their home and doesn't bring this about. This is also very treasonous. Mm -hmm. And so on one of the, his outings, Poppy follows him and he like tells her no, and then she keeps doing it. So finally, in order to keep her safe and kind of know where she's at and know that she's not sneaking out and doing this on her own, Poppy comes with him and... He begrudgingly brings her along, basically. Yeah, basically. And so she starts using her powers to like give them some relief because it's very painful to go through this process of becoming a cursed. Mm-hmm. So that's something that also happens. Mm-hmm. It's
1: not in my notes, I don't think. No. Um, it's also important to note that the craven can really easily infect other people. You just totally lose your mind once you've completely turned. Um and so it's really important to you know, like, if you have been bitten, if you have time to, like, say goodbye to your family, like, cool. But, like, it's important that you are killed, like, ASAP. hmm So, Hawk is introduced at Ryland's funeral. Victor wants to step up and kind of light Ryland's pyre to, you know, pay his respects. Um, and Hawk kind of steps in. And he's like, you know what? Like, I'll watch Poppy. And so, this is kind of her first interaction with um, Hawk outside of the Red Pearl. And she's literally internally freaking out the entire time at Rylan's. Really like oh my gosh, does he know it was me? Um, because not a lot of people know what she looks like without her veils since she's so kind of, like, cloistered away. So that's what she's thinking about the entire time. They go back to the castle. Um, she has kind of, like, a meeting with the Duke and the Duchess and um, Hawk and Victor, and they're like, hey here's your new guard and the duke and duchess are like we want you to remove your veil so like he's not shocked the first time that he sees you and all of your scars like without the veil so he can accurately like protect you and of course as soon as she takes her veil off the duke is like what a pity she is so scarred because half of her face is beautiful and like basically insinuating that like she's worthless now that she's scarred and um hawk is like no i think all of her is beautiful. And then, like, he swears himself to protect her, but instead of saying, like, the maiden, like he's traditionally supposed to, he's, like, to Poppy, which is a really huge um, kind of sticking point for Hawk. He really does best to view her as Poppy, the human being, not just the maiden, this, you know, spiritual object that's meant to be put away and only brought up for special occasions. So that's something I really love about Hawk. So, the next day, um, Poppy does something to piss the Duke off. Shocker. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? And, of course, he's like, oh, it's time for another lesson. And Hawk can instantly tell, like, something is not right with these lessons. And so, as soon as he kind of drops her off, he goes to grab Victor. And Victor's like, you're relieved for the day. But Hawk knows that, like, something is up.
2: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, He does end up finding it out, even though Poppy, like,
1: refuses to tell him and tries to, like, dismiss it as, like, not a big deal. mm -hmm. And it's kind of implied that these little lessons are not a a once-in-a-while punishment. They happen quite frequently. Um, And it's kind of revealed throughout the story that we think that Poppy challenges the Duke so much because she wants to be found unworthy of the position of the maiden because she doesn't want this life. Like, Mm -mm. it's, it's horrible. Right. So, Poppy returns to her rooms, and she is resting, Um, and I believe it's about a day later that there's actually a Kraven attack while Poppy is kind of cloistered away in her room with Tawny. Tawny's like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do? We should just stay here and, like, wait for the guards to fight it off. Poppy's like, (laughs) I'm not going down without a fight. So, she grabs a cloak, and she grabs a bow that she has kind of hidden away, and she heads out to, I'm guessing, like... The rise. Yeah, the rise. The rise is a like large stone wall that encases the castle. That's how I imagined it. So
0: in like more wealthy like city dukedom things, there is a rise around the castle and then there's also a rise kind of around the town as a whole. Um and so I think she just goes to the rise outside of the castle. Yeah, that was my understanding. And so, like, but also, it doesn't sound, like, afterwards that they have penetrated the rise into the city. Mm-hmm. So I'm also curious, like, does she make it to the rise that's outside of it? Because to me, like, the castle's, like, in the center of
1: town. Yeah. But, like, the way that she has to get there so quickly, maybe it's, like, on the outskirts of town. Possibly. And there's, like, tunnels within the rise to get there that connect to the servants' tunnels that she uses to escape. Mhm. Like I don't know,
0: but it doesn't sound like the Craven like infiltrated the town itself.
1: Yeah. It was just like an attack on the castle. Mm-hmm. That's why I have questions like is the castle like isolated on its own just like all the servants and the like lords ladies live there? Like what I need a map. Like I just need a map. Please. Yes. I feel like
0: there probably is a map with like the paperback book of this. Probably.
2: Mm-hmm. We
1: just did the ebooks because they were on sale. <laughs> yep. Um, but so Poppy's out there. She's kicking ass. She's, like, shooting the Craven and helping the guards. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is killing the Craven, and all seems to kind of quiet down. And then Hawk shows up and he's, like, hey, like, we got to talk. And she's, like, I'm not talking to you. And then she dashes back to her room through the servants' tunnels. And, like, two seconds later he knocks on the door and Tawny's, like, oh, what a surprise to see you. Poppy was just, like, laying down, just, like, totally trying to cover her, and Hawk's like, (laughs) don't even bother. (laughs) Like, don't even bother, Tawny. We'll see you tomorrow. Poppy's gonna tell you everything that I say anyways. Just get out.
0: Yes. So at this point, I think it's revealed that he knows she was the one from the Red Pearl, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and he kind of is just, like, you know, I thought you were in here being a good girl, and, like, obviously, that's not you, and who taught you how to fight, and it's kind of just this, like, realization for Hawk who she really is, and throughout this book, he continuously says, you're not who I thought you were. Mm-hmm. Which I just love that, like, because reading the synopsis, you really think it's going to be, she's going to be, I don't know, like, beaten or broken down. But she's really not. She's Mm -hmm. very feisty. She's very fiery. She's very independent. She's very take charge. And I I think that's what changed. Like, I was very hesitant to read this book because I was like, I don't want to read about a damsel in distress. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That's not Poppy. That's not Poppy. Mm -hmm. She gives me very much, like, Hercules vibes. Like, Meg vibes. Like, I'm a damsel, I'm in distress, and I'm gonna handle this. Have a nice day. Yeah. Like, that's that's my idea of Poppy, and that's the idea of the perfect, like, main character to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I'm a damsel, I'm in distress,
2: I'm gonna handle
1: this myself. I got it, I got Back it. Back off. Yeah. Um, so, they talk about that, and then he asks her again about her lessons with the Duke, and she's kind of just, like, buzz off, and then he kind of tells her that he feels like he's known her for a lot longer than just a few days, and she, like, silently agrees, so, like, this is the, like, the sparks to fan their love. (laughs) So, and then Poppy Ken tells him about how her parents died in a small village, and he tells her that he's heard rumors that she gives those who've been bitten by a craven, like, a dignified death. So, they kind of have this little powwow of information exchange. So, the next morning, Victor comes to her room and gives her a very, very awkward talk about, like, like, I know Hawk's handsome and all the girls love him, but, like, you gotta be careful. And also, you're the maiden, so, like, you shouldn't be making out with him. Mm -hmm. which is very awkward. So that same day, the Duke and Duchess make a speech in the town center about the Craven attack, and they basically paint it as, like, a punishment from the gods because the people are disobeying them. And you can clearly tell, like, Poppy can tell because she has, like, the empath gift, but you can clearly tell not all of the people are buying this baloney. Like, there are Mm -hmm. clearly some people in the crowd that are angry and upset that the royals aren't doing more to Mm -hmm. defend the town
0: yep and then they also kind of talk about the atlantean attacks and poppy's attempted kidnapping and then um like the next there's like a during this town meeting there's also like a chance for them to like air their grievances and one of these townspeople actually begs to keep the third his third child, and the duke says no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Poppy's just expected to stand on this, like, podium, dais, whatever, and be silent. So she can't really do anything, but she also, like, questions why there's not, like, allowances to be made
2: mm-hmm.
0: for this specific, like, townsperson where his first two kids died before they really reached i think like 2 years old mm-hmm. um and so my other thought about like the right and this whole like third child business is like keeping population density down like the mm-hmm. whole like thing i don't like there's this tv show on what ha- on netflix that's called what happened to monday where basically if you have like more than one kid they get put into like this stasis mode Mm -hmm. um but really they end up killed um but like it just i think it's like a population control thing i think so too also
1: yeah
0: like it's not confirmed but that's like a theory that's gonna like come in down the road yeah um so a little time passes and then we have another town meeting and the dissenters, which are basically, they're the people portrayed as those who support the Atlanteans and who want to cause strife within the kingdom, and there was an attack on a separate, like, dukedom, and, like, the do- the duke and duchess of that kingdom, or dukedom, whatever. <laughs> um were like burnt down and everything, and it's theorized that like the dark one has something to do with it, and
1: whatever. The dissenters are thought to be like servants. The
0: Atlantean right? supporters,
1: yeah, just like regular townspeople, servants, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So at this point, Poppy sneaks out once again because she is horribly bored by her life. Why really not? Oh, we're not there, right? Go.
0: No. Go. Um, So the dissenters at this town meeting question what truly happens to the third and fourth daughters and sons after the right, and they're shut down, and one of that dissenter that specifically spoke up is, um, like, trapped and questioned by the Duke's men, and so at this point, we start to question, like, well, what does happen to them? Mm-hmm. What? Like, what goes on?
1: Yeah, because the belief up until this point is that they're sent to, like... I don't know, like... Temples or churches or something along with those sorts, and they're they're said to kind of, like, live their life in service of those temples and of the priestesses and all that. Mm -hmm.
0: And, like, in service to the gods, and apparently, like, Mm -hmm. that's what the gods decreed when they gave the first blessing. Mm -hmm. And it's very much a question of, like... Because the dissenter brings up the fact that you never see the third and fourth children after they're, like, taken. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't, like do like 10 years of service or anything like they're just gone Mm -hmm. so like we don't know and at this point i'm like hmm
1: false history i think so yeah at this point i thought that the children were dead but like i didn't know why like what was happening yeah um so then Back to
0: what Sid was about to say.
1: Yes. So Poppy sneaks out once again because, you know, that's just what she does. And she heads to the library because she heard some maids talking about a book called, like, Miss Willa's something, I don't know, like, something diary. Diary, whatever. It's basically a diary of her sexcapades. Yes. Which I thought was hilarious. I
0: would love to read, like, a medieval one. There's this girl on TikTok. I don't know what her name is, but she's, like, um like an erotic history like researcher Mm -hmm. and so she like researches all of these things of like erotic literature and it's just I love watching her TikToks and like learning about all the different ways blowjobs were depicted over (laughs) like the past like century and millennia like it just it
1: makes me so like happy. Mm -hmm. I think that would be interesting. In a very weird
0: way. (laughs)
1: Um, so she sneaks out to the library to get this book and she's kind of cloistered herself away in this room that's kind of off the shelf and she's like oh I'll be safe here and she kind of loses track of time until she hears the duke's voice getting closer and closer so she panics and like crawls out onto this window ledge that sounds like it's no more than like maybe six inches wide or maybe like a foot wide and so she's kind of clinging onto the building for dear life for like a good half hour until... While the Duke has this, like,
0: meeting and he's, like, drinking this amber liquid, which I really want to
1: say is scotch. Oh, it's scotch. Or mm-hmm. Whiskey. Something along those lines. Yeah. Um, and he discloses that he's going to take care of the dissenter that he had earlier and there's no need for a trial. So, obviously, he's just going to straight murder mm-hmm.
0: him. Because one of the prison guards has, like, met him here to give
1: him an update on the dissenter. Mm-hmm. And finally, Duke leaves, and Hawk, like, I imagine Hawk just, like, kind of sticking his head out, and he's like, hey, Poppy, like... What you doing? Yeah. How's it hanging? Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: Hawk finds her. They have a conversation. He teases her about the book in her hands, and then he escorts her back to her room. Mm-hmm. Um So, the next big event is the Rite. Mm-hmm. Poppy has been forbidden to attend the Rite her entire life, but because it's the Rite, right before... The right, right before. <laughs> I'm so funny. Um, before her ascension, mm-hmm. she is allowed to attend this, and she is supposed to be dressed in red, and all like that's just the color scheme. Like they're all in red. Mm-hmm. She wears the Domino mask again,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and. You know, she is allowed to attend this and the Duke is missing for the entirety of it. Which is very bizarre. <laughs> Which is super it's it's great. It's super great. Um so they go through the right, and then um Tawny is just like hanging out with Poppy, and Poppy can see that she really wants to like go dance and go boo with the other ladies and wait. And so Poppy's like, well, I'll just head back to my room. You can, like, have fun. I don't need to be here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm really tired. So Poppy and Hawk leave. And then they go under this willow and they make out. And it's super, super cute. <sighs> and I love them so, so much. Yes. Um, so Victor finds them when they're, like, on their way back to the castle. And he's super furious and dismisses Hawk. Um, so then they're on their way back to Poppy's room when they hear screaming. And they go back into the hall. And they find the duke was hung up behind a banner, dead, probably through the entire right, with the cane he beat Poppy was staked in his chest.
1: Which Can is we just talk about satisfaction. Poetic justice. Oh, like so good. It
0: was so amazing. Obvious Hawk did this. Like yeah. he found out what the Duke did and like he did this. Yes. Um it is revealed later on that he does it. We don't technically know that at this point. Poppy doesn't even think about it at this point, but, like... We knew. We know. Yeah. Um.
1: So, at this point, dissenters start attacking that are within the crowd of the right. Lots of people die. It's kind of this really horrible panic of just death and violence. Eventually, Poppy, the Duchess, uh, Lord Mazine and Victor escape into, like, a side chamber... Um, where they hide until the dissenters arrive and attack them. Um, Poppy proves to everyone that, like, she can handle herself. Like, Victor's done a great job training her when they open the door because, like, the, the duke or the duchess, like, doesn't even move to attack. Neither does Lord Mazine. They're just like, we'll let you guys handle this.
0: See, and, like... <sighs> when they first go in the room, like, the she the Duchess is very adamant that the Ascended will step up and the Descenders will die before they reach them. Mm -hmm. And
1: And then they're, like, like knocking down the door. Yeah, and, I mean, it's kind of great at that point. I'm like, yes, it really is. So, unfortunately, during this battle, Victor dies, which is heartbreaking. I was so sad at this point. I was so sad, too. And um, I forget, the Lord either makes some sort of comment about Victor dying and, like, not being good enough guard or he just, like, doesn't – move when Victor's being attacked. And so Poppy flies into a rage and kind of chops him into pieces with this giant axe, which again, so satisfying. I feel like these are the most satisfying fictional deaths I've ever read. They really are. They're like fantastic. They were written so beautifully, so brutally. I love it so much.
0: Kind fantastic. Of um so Poppy's basically emotionalist for the next week. Hawk and Tani get very worried about her and then the queen calls her back to the capital,
1: um... Because she's concerned for her safety at this point. Mm-hmm. Which, like, how hasn't she been concerned for her safety yeah. before this? Yeah. Uh, so, the day that Poppy is supposed to leave, she's kind of throwing a fit because she really wants Tawny to come with her, but Hawk is like, no. Like, this is gonna be super dangerous as is. We can't travel with any more people. Like, we'd be mm-hmm. putting Tawny in a lot of danger.
0: Because obviously, um even though Poppy can take care of herself if they were attacked by the Craven, none of the guards are going to have orders to keep Tawny safe. They're all going to be focused on Poppy. So Tawny would basically just be like left to her own devices and Tawny can't protect herself. Mm-hmm. She's only had very basic lessons that Poppy has kind of forced upon her when they had
1: time alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So she's basically just a liability at this point. So the guard squad as Jess wrote in her notes, which I love. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> consists of characters that we're not really familiar with. Kieran is there, who we met at the Red Pearl, um, and two other guards that she met at the Red Pearl that she played poker with. Um, so this trek is very dangerous. They have mm-hmm. to do a lot of traveling, and one of the most perilous spots that they have to go through is the Blood Forest. Um, and all these trees are, like, red, they're red, and I imagine them, like, their sap
0: being, like, blood. Yeah. That's what I imagine it like. Yeah. Um, so, technically, the way that they describe the kingdom is that there's this blood forest that used to be, I'm guessing, like, an Atlantean home or, like, the site of, like, a really big battle or something. Because it's really kind of described as, like, ghostly mm-hmm. and, like, it's filled something with that you avoid at, like, all costs.
1: Yeah. Um... But to get to the capital the fastest, they just have to, like... Mm -hmm. They have to cut through it. Yeah. So,
0: like, you can either go around it and take, like, a really long way, Mm -hmm. um, or you can go through it. And the queen wants her home as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. So,
1: they are going through the blood forest, and um, they have to spend one night in the blood forest. And Poppy's having, like, a horrible time relaxing. So, the hawk's like, come here. Come here. So, he, like, lays with her, and then they start, like heavy petting and eventually she calms down enough to go to sleep
0: yep um he like makes her come for the first
1: time (sighs) yeah but he never touches her underneath the
2: pants
0: i think that's like an important note at this point true which i i don't know also like they're surrounded by guards and he's petting her and i'm
1: like what is this i can't even poppy's very adventurous Mm mm-hmm She's very good. Mm-hmm. I'll give her credit for that. Yeah. Um. So on the second day in the blood forest, they are attacked by first these like giant rat-like creatures, which sound terrifying. They sound like they're like the size of like large dogs, and they mm-hmm. will eat literally anything. Um. Then they're also attacked by Craven, and they lose a few guards. They finally make it out of the forest, and they make it to this town that's kind of
0: suspicious.
1: Eerie? It's yeah. suspicious. We are not met by a royal. We don't
0: see any ascended. And they're kind of... Poppy's kind of just, like, pushed into this room. And she's, like... And they're, like, you know, take a shower. And she, like, eats in this room. And she's kind of separated from the other guards
2: mm-hmm.
0: almost right away at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, And then kind of hog comes in. And they, like, have a conversation. And they end up having sex. And it's, like, this thing... And then the next day, Philip comes in, which is one of the guards that she played poker with on the first night.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is a guard that's kind of spent his time moving up through the ranks in more of a traditional, traditional route. Um, So, like, we're kind of led to believe that, like, we should trust him. He's trustworthy. He's like, something is weird here. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, this town is weird. These people are weird. I think we need to leave. And so he kind of drags her up and they try to leave. Um... But Kieran stops him in the hallway and he's like, mm, you don't, you don't want to do that right here. I think they're actually on the stables. He's like, I don't, I don't think you actually want to do that. And it's revealed that Kieran is actually a Wolven. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has to kill Philip. I think there's like one other guard that's like part of the royal, the true royal contingent or whatever that aren't one of Hawk's friends. Um, and so they also have to die. Um, and Poppy kind of gets shoved into, like, this cell in, like, the stables. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it's at. I always pictured it in the stables. Um, and it's revealed that Hawk is actually an Atlantean, and he wants to use her to save the Atlantean heir, his brother, um, from the queen's clutches. So So, at this point,
0: I have predicted that Hawk is actually an Atlantean. Mm-hmm. We've known that. I think he's the dark one. We don't know that yet. Yeah. Um also like I didn't really consider the possibility that the wolven weren't extinct. I kind of just like like I just went with it. I did too. Like I just it didn't it didn't compute. Like I was like, yeah, the Atlanteans are still like a full like contingency. Like they're they're still there. Um but um just I Kind of just accepted the wolf and we're gone.
1: I think that's fair.
0: I thought this was going to be a vampire book, not like a vampire plus a sprinkle of
1: werewolf books. Yeah. Um, Um, And it's actually, things are kind of explained as far as the lore of the different creatures at this point from mm -hmm. the Atlantean perspective.
0: Yes. So, Hawk actually goes through and answers, well, he doesn't answer. He kind of forces this information on Poppy, and she completely rejects this, but basically... I was totally right. You were. This was a case of history being written by the victor. Um, According to Hawk, um, they were not the tyrants, and they did not make the Craven. The Ascended are created through the draining of blood and refilling with Atlantean blood. They do not fully transition to an Atlantean, and sometimes they cannot control their bloodlust, and they create the Craven with their bite because of the fact that, I don't know, something is... Misshapen within, like their DNA. So the War of Two Kings was actually a war between the Atlanteans and the mortals. The mortals actually sided with the Atlanteans at this point because the Ascended or the Vampires, as the Atlanteans call them, were a major threat because they could create Craven, which obviously the worst of the lot. It kills the humans completely, makes them blood lust and hungry and basically zombie vampires Mm -hmm. um i will not get over that i will use that the entire time we talk about this book they are zombie vampires Mm -hmm. um so obviously like the vampires are the ascended like some prevailed and the atlanteans kind of just decided to abandon the human lands because from what I could figure, they really only had, like, outposts in the human lands, and that wasn't, like, their true kingdom, their true home. Mm-hmm. And so they abandon it as much as possible to save the lives of their people and, I'm guessing, the other wovens. And then the vampire vampires create the new history and somehow manage to erase the old history in just 500 years. Mm-hmm. And the king of queen of Atlantia are still living, and the ruins are what was left of their stronghold. On that side of the world. Not the whole kingdom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, So technically. When this first like is done. The king of Atlantia. And the queen of Atlantia. Are like. This one couple. And the king of Atlantia. Basically has an affair with a human. And creates a vampire. And this was previously illegal. But he was so in love with this woman. And wanted her to be like his forever and so he saves her she was like attacked for some reason almost died whatever um and he saves her and then because the king has now allowed this more vampires are created and that's kind of how they Became this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now. We don't know where the original king. And his vampire lover. Have gone to. Mm-hmm. My theory is that it was. Um, Poppy's parents. Interesting theory. Um, or it is the current king and queen.
1: Mm, I feel like that would make more sense.
0: Of like Solace. Yeah, That's my other theory. Like, There's two separate theories here. And I'm not really sure which one
1: is which. Mm-hmm. Um, and. So, like, that's that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, now let's get back to Poppy and Hawk. So, Poppy's in the cell. She has been badly hurt in this kind of struggle to get her actually even into the cell. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... Hawk, like, takes care of her. He gives her some of his blood.
0: She hasn't bled out enough for this to turn her into a vampire. But it does heal her. And she does get very, like ravenous she She gets like very like I want you like she's very sexually frustrated yeah um so then he demands she be placed in a better room and he leaves for some reason I'm thinking to tell like um someone uh that like what has happened and when he's gone like guards come to move her to her new room and they're all attacked by atlanteans slash wolven who do not agree with hawk's decision to keep her alive as a bargaining chip because she's really representative of this culture that has kind of cost them a lot Mm -hmm. and so many of them die poppy almost dies and hawk comes back and i think this is where she ends up drinking his blood yeah
1: um, and so, of course, she, like, passes out again, because she's very hurt, and she wakes up in what I assumed was, like, Hawk's bedroom, in mm-hmm. this nice open room, on this comfortable bed, and Hawk's, like, laying beside her, and again, like, the blood makes her horny. So, she's, like, trying to get him to do things with her, and he's like, no, it's the blood, you'll be mad when you don't feel this way anymore, we're not doing anything right now. Mm-hmm. So, she, um... I forget how she comes to realization. I think someone calls him Cass or Castile while he is healing her the first time Mm -hmm. with his blood. And then she realizes that, oh, wait, Cass,
0: Castile, he is the prince, obviously the dark one, and stabs him through the heart. Yes, and then runs. (laughs) Yes, and then runs. So Craven and Ascended you can kill by stabbing them through the heart. That is not the case with Atlanteans. She escapes through the woods, but Castile catches up to her because obviously he's super, super fast. Mm -hmm. Tells her Atlanteans can only die with a headshot. He bites her. It hurts. Then it's super, super pleasurable. Mm -hmm. Um, They have sex. She's confused, but they go back to the room and then they go to dinner. On the way to the Great Hall, she sees the bodies of everyone who attacked her the night before staked along the walls. Most are dead. A few are still alive and um she's
1: kind of horrified
0: she's very horrified by this I
1: which is kind of horrified by
0: it it was at this moment that i texted you and i was like hawk is better than reese
1: okay yeah see this this is where we differ in our <laughs> fictional men <laughs>
0: yeah this is where i was like hawk is better than reese he's staked everyone and lined them on the walls like trophies to prove to everyone that she is the most important thing, and he will kill everyone who attempts to raise a hand to her, and it just—it was
1: beautiful. Yeah. It was very bloodthirsty, and I loved it. You—you prefer the bloodthirsty men, I just I do. I don't. really do. I just don't. I love them so much. Um, um, but from here, um, we kind of sit down, and everyone's having dinner. Poppy's like uber uncomfortable eating while these people are like staked to the wall outside. <laughs> But people are kind of chatting and we find out that Poppy is half Atlantean and Hawk's like we leave in the morning to go back to Atlantia because Atlanteans can only be married on Atlantean soil.
2: And so and we'll be
1: getting married. Yeah. So like that's where we leave off. And this, this book was fantastic, but like I have a lot of questions. This is a four and a half out of five for me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would have to agree.
0: Yep. Um, I loved it. I didn't actually think that she would be half Atlantean, although I was very, um, very curious as to, A, how she survived the Kraven attack in the beginning, and B, how she was basically empathic. We didn't really touch on that much, but she does have the power to feel each other's pains, whether it be emotional or physical, and that gift expands throughout this book to where she can feel anger, she can feel happiness, she can feel fear, she can feel all of this now, although mm-hmm. she's not really sure what's happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um It's said that the last maiden had the same gift, so Exactly. Yeah. Um, so now we know she's half Atlantean. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe she would be like but I thought she'd be like half ascended or like already That's what I was ascended. Too. Yeah. Like I thought she might already be ascended, but one theory about why she's so, like, um, necessary to be the maiden is that because she's half Atlantean, if they make Ascended with her blood, they will be fully transitioned into Atlanteans. hmm So, we may have forgotten to explain
2: some
1: things. (laughs) It's been a very long day, you guys. It really has. But, um, as Hockey's talking to her about kind of the actual history of the Atlanteans, he reveals that he was actually a prisoner of the Vampires, and he was kind of held hostage to take part in the Ascension, and by that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. give the Ascended his blood. Yes, basically.
0: So, it's not the gods that gave them the blessing, obviously. It is um, the Atlanteans. And they have to hold an Atlantean prisoner to be able to continuously make Ascended. Mm -hmm. Um, And they
1: currently have Hawk's younger brother?
0: Older older brother. brother. Older brother. Older brother. So, Hawk was a prisoner for, like, 50 years. And then his older brother, the heir to Atlantean throne, came and rescued him. And got captured in the process. And that's why he wants to use Poppy as a bargaining chip to get his brother back. Yes. But now we're going to have them married. And obviously I don't think he's going to use his wife as a bargaining chip. So, like, I don't I'm understand exactly. that
1: process.
0: I don't know. Um, I'm really excited to be able to start the second book now that we've recorded this. <laughs> so I don't, like... Giveaway spoilers accidentally in
1: this episode. Yeah. So I, I think we're actually going to do another episode on the second and third book, just with very brief overviews of those. I feel like this one was so long because we had so much world building to do. Um, But we're probably going to do an episode, just like a bonus review episode on those two. And then definitely when the fourth one comes out in March of next year, you said? I believe. Yep. We're reviewing that one. Like, mm-hmm. ASAP. Yep. So. Definitely look forward to that. Yes, but I think that's gonna wrap up today's episode. We know it was a long one, but thanks for hanging out with us today. Um if you guys enjoy our podcast, make sure you give it a quick rating on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review if you have a couple of minutes. And don't forget to check us out on social media as well. It's always linked down below. But thanks for listening today.